The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. To all who come to our happy place, welcome to the No Guilt Disney podcast, where we have no guilt about our love of all things Disney. We are three Disney fangirls, and I'm not going to say that we probably know more about the Disney parks than we should, because we're all pretty much in agreement with that now, right? Yeah, (laughs) I think we established long ago that's very accurate. Absolutely, (laughs) yes. (laughs) I think at that point where we said we should do a podcast, just when we felt like maybe we were at that point, you know. (laughs) Hello, everybody. My name is Teresa, and you can find me on Twitter at Gertie the Dino. I'm Jane, and I can be found on Instagram at Real Mousewife WDW. Hey, y'all. I'm Patty Holiday from NoGuiltDisney.com and No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. Uh, you can find me online at No Guilt Life. I know I, it's just it. I, I couldn't figure out a way to put it all under one umbrella other than just calling it No Guilt Life. So that's what I went with. So hey, we're here. We're here, and we are up for another round of preserve, refurb, or demolish. Only this time it comes with a little bit of a twist uh, because some of these actually have already been demolished. <laughs> but, um, so, you know, there's a little, that, that that's the twist uh, in, in this show. Uh, Walt Disney once famously said that Disneyland will never be completed. It will continue to grow as long as there is imagination left in the world. It is something that will never be finished, something that I can keep developing and adding to. I think that's just the perfect explanation why kind of sums up for me. I don't get my knickers too much in a twist when changes come to Disney World or Disneyland. For the most part, I mean, I I have some things that I don't love, but I always kind of take that idea is that even if Walt had stuck around for a long time, there would have been changes constantly. I I think that was the nature of who he was. So changes to me are usually good, but that doesn't mean that I can't look back at something and go, oh, I missed that, or that was fun, or I have nostalgia for that, or I have fond memories of that, right? And so... We're going to talk a little bit about that, right? Sounds good. Yeah, I feel like I'm probably the most vocal of <laughs> when things things that I love go away or reminiscing about things that I miss. Um, but no, I agree with you. It's it's good that they don't stay stagnant and they're always trying trying something new because that is how you get amazing attractions or even if, you know, the first attraction that they develop isn't isn't, you know, an e-ticket, it could have some technology within it that leads to bigger and better things so i'm all about changes and updates but i think i have a little bit more of the the nostalgia pull <laughs> than yeah, my you, co-hosts you definitely do you definitely do we we this is basically the Teresa uh podcast uh episode because uh you came up with this idea this was your suggestion so tell us a little bit about why uh we landed on extinct attractions to discuss today Sure. So if you have not listened to a previous episode where we've played this game, I highly recommend that you do because they're they're my favorite ones. Um, so traditionally, the game is Preserve, Refurb, Demolish. 
And it's a twist on Kiss, Mary Kill, which you may also know by some other names. Uh, <laughs> but basically, so we would typically choose, choose an attraction that we want to preserve as it is. We want to have one attraction that will refurb and do little modifications to it and one that just completely goes away. So we've done an episode on Walt Disney World. We've done one on Disneyland. And I thought it would be fun to do a twist since we can't go to the parks at the moment. Let's think about some other attractions that we really haven't been able to revisit for a long time. And so this is going to be instead of preserve, we will be talking about extinct attractions and we'll get to bring one back exactly as it was. For refurb, we'll get to bring one back with some changes and demolish. We we almost went where it was just going to get wiped from everyone's mind and it was really it's just going to be gone. But demolish will just be, you know, it, it will just stay stay in the past where one of us thinks it belongs. <laughs> <laughs> we have a long list of, of attractions, I guess, that we could have talked about. And um, I know that as I was going through the list, I couldn't believe a lot of the things that I've actually forgotten about because I mean, I've been coming since I was, I think I was three years old. My first trip Um, came every year after that multiple times a year. So I've been on a lot of these rides, seen a lot of the shows and I can say that my feelings change over time because like Teresa, I started to get a bit more nostalgic as I got older. And um, so, you know, it's funny to look back at some of these things and say, oh, I used to roll my eyes when we would get on that. But man, I would love to ride that today. (laughs) Well, you know, I found as I was going through this list as well and, and kind of creating my own list on the side, I found my feelings have changed a lot, even just in the last like, I don't know, three, four years. So while Jane's been going since she was three years old, I kind of was the opposite. I went as a baby to Disneyland because we were Disneyland locals as a kid. And I went to Disneyland for the first three years of my life. And then we moved away and we moved to Texas and my parents were not Disney people. So we never went back. I never spent any vacation um, in my childhood after the age of three at Disney World or Disneyland. I didn't start going back to Disney until I got married. And then that was actually basically where I said, that's where I want to go on my honeymoon. And my husband's like, okay, then, you know, and so we did Disney World. So we didn't, I didn't start going to Disney till uh, 94. uh, And then not to Disneyland again, oof, until I started running Disney. I think it was I think it was Run Disney that got me back to Disneyland. Anyway, point being here is that there there's a whole lot of I mean there's been so many changes, but I don't have so many like deep nostalgic from childhood. Mine are more like adult memories. Okay, so that's also another kind of twist on this story is that we come at it from from different angles and different perspectives, which I also that's why I love us three together on the podcast. You know, my story is kind of similar to yours too, Patty, where we had our family vacation when I was five years old to Walt Disney World. And then that was it. We that was just not where we vacationed growing up. Uh, So I finally went back. It was about 10 years ago um, that I did my my first trip back as an adult. And then I've just been hooked and going going ever since. So I some of the attractions that came up there's a few, a lot of them I did get to experience, but there's a few because I'm someone who's just a nerdy old Disney fan. <laughs> I like to, <laughs> I've watched so many videos of these. I've read books about them. I, especially watching, um, you know, things like the Imagineering story where you get to see some of the more, how these concepts came to be. So there's a few that were on this list. I don't necessarily have a personal 
memory of it, but I I know a lot about it just from having watched. <laughs> thanks thanks to the internet, <laughs> it's now it is as fresh in my memory as if I had gone on it. It's I probably remember it more if I had actually written it. <laughs> the internet is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, say what you want to about it sometimes, guys, but I love it. <laughs> uh, all right, so what we did was we asked the Facebook group. Which, by the way, if you're not in, why not? Come join us at No Guilt Disney on Facebook. Come and join the fun. But we asked them to give us their list of their favorite extinct rides. And uh, Jane, tell us the list of everything that they ran down for us. Okay. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. At Disney World. We know it exists still at Disneyland, but the Disney World version. We may have killed it off. (laughs) We did, as I was say, and we're not going to like go into deep dive on that because that was a favorite in the fan group. I will admit that was a favorite, but uh, I will also admit I was the one that was like, kill it, get rid of Mr. Toads. <laughs> but that was on a previous preserve, refurb, uh, demolish, if you haven't heard that one. So you might want to go, here are my reasons why. <laughs> 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, Toontown at Disney World, because that also still exists at Disneyland. Cranium Command from Epcot, which I love. Goofy's Bounce House. There's um this other little ride you may have heard of called the Great Movie Ride. <laughs> I know people have strong feelings about that. Country Bear Jamboree at Disneyland. Horizons. The original journey into imagination. Woo! I, I love that ride. Um, Maelstrom from Norway, Snow White's Scary Adventure at Disney World, The Sorcerer Mickey Hat, not a ride, but who doesn't love the hat? <laughs> Look, <laughs> it, it got included, all right? I may or may not have been the one that added that one on there. <laughs> oh, I was I mean, can we kick out the person from the group who added that? <laughs> no. I, I was like, I was like, who wrote this? Because that's the story I want to hear. <laughs> I like the I like the hat. I now now okay. We're just gonna dive into this. Okay, so here's the deal with the hat. The hat's not all I knew. I went before the hat. I went pre-hat. Okay, and but the majority of my trips to Disney World have included the hat, and I didn't care one way or the other. Right? I I kind of thought it was a neat looking thing, and I appreciated or whatever. I agree that. It's much cleaner and it kind of is taking us back a little bit to what Hollywood Studios once was by getting rid of the hat. So I do like the pictures more, I think, without it from a nostalgic Patty Loves Hollywood because you got to remember, I also like really dorkily love Hollywood, old Hollywood. I'm, a, I'm obsessed with it. So from that perspective, yes. But the hat was just kind of a neat background for pictures, guys. I didn't hate it like everybody does. I know it didn't belong, and I know all the reasons. But, uh, yeah, so I threw that one on the list. <laughs> that so was it's neat. great because what we can do is have a Zoom meeting, and we can put it on your backdrop, and then you get your hat back. <laughs> That's right. All is great with the world. <laughs> well, once I stimulate the economy and buy myself a computer because I still have – my computer's so old I can't get a Zoom background. <laughs> Green poster board. <laughs> For anyone who needs to DIY a Zoom background, green poster board, less than $4, put it on your backdrop. It works. <laughs> got it. Got it. All right. Um, and lastly, there um, 
on the list that everybody had given us was the Mickey Mouse review, which comes with some glowing reviews. Oh my god, no, this is Chrissy. <laughs> this is Chrissy's favorite attraction of all time. Chrissy absolutely loves this, and she talks about this on Twitter all the time. And I finally YouTubed it today. And y'all. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? Why is this a thing? <laughs> have you seen it, uh, Teresa? I have. <laughs> it's I don't love it as much as Chrissy does, but it's one of those, yeah, I'm like, I'm watching it. It's like, this is... It's very much of its time. <laughs> it is. <laughs> That's such a nice way of putting it. <laughs> so the Mickey Mouse review, this for people that didn't know, because I didn't know, I had to go and I had to go Google this too, because I had no idea what this was. This was an animatronic attraction and it was in Fantasyland uh, in Magic Kingdom. And I guess it was 1971. So it's been there for forever, right? There was all these different characters and they performed songs, Whistle While You Work, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo, that kind of thing. Um, but it was shuttered in September of 1980. So this was a Patty. Patty had never stepped foot into Magic Kingdom at Disney World until 1994. So I missed out on this completely. And then I guess it was transferred to Japan. Uh, for the opening of Tokyo Disneyland, which is where Chrissy comes in. If you guys know Chrissy, she's, that was like her home park growing up. Uh, but now that's been replaced as well. So it's gone from both parks. It's gone from two continents. <laughs> Except they did put in, so if you've been on Grand Fiesta Tour the past few years, uh, they've moved the three caballeros, the animatronics that are now at the end of the attractions. Those are from the the Mickey Mouse review. Ah. So they do know. So these, yeah, so a lot of, you know, the animatronics, some of them we don't know, don't know what happened to all of them, but some of them are still existing out there in good enough condition that they were able to to put them into other attractions. So who yeah, knows that others may turn up elsewhere down the line. <laughs> yeah, I saw on um the YouTube video that I had watched, I saw the they had Br'er Fox and Br'er Bear in there, and I was like this looks very much like those animatronics were moved to Splash Mountain. Um, oh. But I don't know. I mean, they could have just been like, oh, well, we copied them and moved them into a part of the ride. But when you look at them, I was like, that looks like straight up like a scene out of um, Splash. Huh. Okay. All right. Well, I haven't Googled. I haven't watched the video yet, so I'll have to do that. I just Googled to find out what it was about. Um, and I was like, uh, this does sound like something Chrissy would like. So <laughs> uh, I'd like you I'd like you to respond in the um, text chat that the three of us have and let me know your feelings on it. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. Will do. <laughs> I'd like a report. <laughs> All right, I'll get back to you on that. Okay, so I think now the plan is we are going to talk about these or whatever we each are going to just kind of throw out our our couple of favorite attractions that have been extinct and and what we miss about them uh for whatever reason we we miss them and then we'll move into the game and so we'll we'll get there because we're saving three specific ones for the game itself uh so if you don't want to hear us babble on about why we love things that we love and what we miss about disney world or disneyland then you can just like forward to the game part and uh We'll see you there. Um, but, <laughs> uh, Teresa, you go first. What uh, attractions do you 
do you does your little heart miss the most? I mean, obviously the original journey into imagination. Um, I won't just do the attraction though, just the entire original imagination pavilion. So we have both the the original ride with the the best figments, along with the upstairs image works and my magical rainbow tunnel. That if I could bring back anything in a heartbeat, that's exactly what it would be. <laughs> When did that go away? Do you remember? So there've actually been uh, three iterations of this ride. And the first one closed in 1998. And then it was about a year later that it reopened as Journey into Your Imagination with no figment. And this ride is awful. It's actually, (laughs) no, it was bad. I was like, there's actually a lot of elements in the current version (laughs) that are from that one. Um, but it, I think that Journey into Your Imagination was only around for like two years before they realized, oh, this is not a great attraction. And they, they put Figment back in it, but it's not best Figment. It is a little kind of annoying Figment. So okay. <laughs> just, let's right. just replace, get, get back to the original. And like I said, if I could pick any one attraction to fully bring back in its original form, it's that one. Got it. Got it. All right. All right. Uh, what else do you like? Anything else? I mean, Maelstrom. <laughs> I like no. the Epcot ones on this list. <laughs> Maelstrom, like, I, I get why I, I sort of understand why they got rid of it. I don't think they should have replaced it with Frozen because I think Frozen deserves its own structure and building and attraction elsewhere in a park that's more appropriate. But Maelstrom was just, it was so corny and cheesy and ridiculous. <laughs> so I, I that's clearly the, the stuff that I enjoy the most. Horizons, I don't remember ever writing myself, but I've seen enough videos from it. I have the music from it on my phone. So I have that's one that I wish I could go back in time and have like my full in-person experience. Um, and I guess the the non uh, non Epcot one I'll bring up is Great Movie Ride, which I think everybody misses to an extent. Uh, they announced that it was closing about four weeks before I had a trip planned and it was just wasn't enough time for me to get down there to do one last ride. And so that's one I'm I'm really sad that at the time I wrote it, I didn't know my last ride was my actual last ride on it. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. I uh, I I don't remember why I was there. I wasn't there strictly for a great movie ride, but I was in town for something. Oh, I know what it was. I was in town for a, a conference that was actually being held over at Universal, but we bopped over to uh, to Disney World in order because we had fast we we scored fast passes, and I think it was the last. It was either the last night or the night before the last night that it closed. So I did get to have that like feeling of closure with it, and for me, great movie ride was I didn't know how much I loved it until they were taking it away from me. I always mm-hmm. liked it. I never hated it. I was never a you know negative Nelly and I would go and ride it and happy to do so, but it wasn't high on my list. It wasn't like my favorite until I sat through it and I was like, I can't believe all this is going away. And then I was like, wait a minute. I'm not so thrilled about that. The, the so, film montage that they would show at the end, mm-hmm. like I would be brought to tears every single time. <laughs> Yep, 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 yep. As a fellow movie lover, yep, totally. For me, when I look at this list, I honestly want to go through almost every single one of these rides, which it's just like, it's just a list of a bunch of great, great attractions. Um, I love the great movie ride. It was always one of my favorites. And then um, I was able to do a really cool parks blog meetup where you walked through before it closed. So like, I have a lot of 
attachment to that particular ride, mm-hmm. but I do love the new ride that's there. So, and that's what happens is a lot of times when I go through these lists, I'm like, oh, I love that, but I also love what's there now. So, like, I want it all. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Like, I, I they need a um a fifth gate over at Walt Disney World that's just extinct where all things. of our extinct ex- attractions live. Yeah, for for all us old people to go and remember our childhoods. And at least on the list that people mentioned, a lot of a lot of what they brought up, there are versions that do still exist. You know, Toontown yeah. is still in Disneyland. Country Bear right. Jamboree is still in Walt Disney World. Uh, Snow White's Scary Adventure. It's not the exact same one in the other parks, but even, you know, there's Disneyland and even the international parks have their own version. So a lot of these, at least people can still at some point in time, if they want to to travel you know, beyond their typical park, they could still get that experience in some extent. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree. Um, all right. As far as the ones that I personally kind of miss, and again, when originally when I started right making my list, I discovered, and I don't remember if I've said this on the podcast yet or not, or if it was a discussion on a different podcast <laughs> where I was talking about Disney because I tend to do that. But my history with the parks is that uh, I like all four parks, but there was a period of time, probably a good, probably a good five years almost, where I didn't go to Holly. I didn't go to Hollywood Studios. If I went, I walked in. I rode rock and roll roller coaster and picked up my carrot cake cookie and left. There were times where I just went in for the carrot cake cookie and left. (laughs) I was not, I have not been a fan of that park for years. When I started looking at these extinct attractions, I realized why. And it's because so much of it had changed from what it originally was when I first went to Hollywood, well, to MGM back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I got to go on the the backlot tour where we actually saw a movie being made on the tour. We saw. Oh, I, like I the, remember those days. <laughs> yeah, we saw the the shell of I think it was the Leave It to Beaver house, like at the front, and they were like, yeah, "Yeah, that is what you saw on TV. This is it. This is all there was of that house. This is it. We didn't recreate it. We brought it here from Hollywood." And I was like, "Wait, what?" Like stuff like that. I remember blowing my mind before I really knew anything about how movies were made or TV shows or anything like that. And I was first introduced to that uh, at. Walt Disney World at MGM Studios back in the day. And those kinds of things are still still appeal to me now. It's one of the reasons why when we talk about Universal Studios, I prefer Universal Hollywood over Universal Orlando because of that awesome uh, experience that you get that on the backlot tour, right? Obviously, Universal Orlando has Hagrid's. And so I love that way more than anything else right now. Um, But that's another podcast for another day. (laughs) Uh, But but I think that's what I was discovering as I was going through this. I was like, wow, I really have missed, there were years, just complete, I mean, solid years where I was going to Disney World. I've been an annual pass holder for forever. And I was going to Disney World quite a bit and I wouldn't even step foot in that park. Now, it's probably the park I'm I'm visiting the most. It's the one I'm most excited about. It's the one I'm most interested in going to visit. So all of these things that have been extinct, 
like I get it and I know there was a period, but there's that doesn't mean there's not cool stuff coming back in. And it's just like you said, Jane, with the um, replacement for the great movie ride, right? We have a really awesome experience now. Right. That's a lot of fun. And so, uh, you know, I, I'm i trying to, you know, bring out my inner Walt here. But the things that I missed uh, from there is the back, the, the studio, studio backlot tour for sure. Um, I also remember going and seeing the magic of Disney animation and seeing animators like Mm -hmm. drawing stuff right in front of us. I can't remember which movie it was that they were working on. Maybe it was, maybe it was Pocahontas. I can't remember what movie it was that they were working on at the time, but Rob and I were there uh, for our honeymoon. This was in like the spring of 95. So I'll have to look that up and tell you what what movie it was that we saw them drawing but we saw them drawing like one of the movies that came out two years later or whatever isn't that crazy and you could just sit there and watch them in this like glassed off building as they were doing their jobs and it was very cool like where else could you see you know disney work happening in front of you know your movies coming alive in front of you it was it was awesome uh so those were two of the things that i really missed a lot uh i also think i missed the magic kingdom skyway but these are but, both those are both on my list the uh the okay. backlot tour with the houses and skyway buckets, yeah, and skyway buckets right i miss those uh the good news is we kind of have that feel of of something you know with the new skyliner attraction so that but but it, when i was looking at some of these old pictures i was like oh why can't they do that why can't they just have a little short line you know like they used to from Fantasyland to tomorrowland you know come on mm-hmm. man just throw that up. It's no big deal, right? <laughs> I would I would love those again. I thought they were neat. I thought it was fun. I thought it was a good, I, I just, I like that aerial view of Magic Kingdom. That was magic to me, you know? Yeah, I recently rewatched uh, my 1990 family video and I'm so happy that that's one of the, the scenes that the family we traveled with, they did was us riding the Skyway Buckets. And so it's just, it's the whole fantasy land part and going by 20,000 leagues under the sea. I'm like, it's just, I it's such an amazing view. And I do like that with the Skyliner, we have some, an essence of that, especially as you're going mm-hmm. towards, um, over towards the Epcot side of things. But and you still get that in Epcot, too, with the monorail going through the park. But yeah, there's just something so amazing having that, even if it ruins some of the magic, because you can see backstage areas or, you know, how how the buildings actually look (laughs) beyond the the front (laughs) exteriors. But it's yeah, there's just something so amazing about being able to kind of just have that overview look of the park and really have a full sense of everything put together. Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny because it's like at Disneyland that's like the monorail goes through the park. So you Mm kind of get, you know, taken around. And so you don't really miss that as much, but at Disney world, the only thing that really takes you up and gives you like any sort of view is the people mover. Yeah. (laughs) But like, I want to see fantasy land. (laughs) Yeah, no, for real, for sure. For sure. So yeah. So we all, I think we're all in agreement on something that we want the sky back skyway buckets back. So um, Disney, we know you're listening, as you always do, one of our top subscribers. Can we make that happen, please? Thanks. Ah, we are going to, <laughs> we're going to move on now with our official round. I know, like, we're finally getting to it, people, but we're getting, here we are at 31 minutes in. We're going to talk about <laughs> the official round of Preserve, Refurb, and Demolish. And uh, as a reminder, Preserve means that we would bring these rides or these attractions back uh, in their original form. Refurb, we would bring it back with some changes. 
and then um, demolish. Uh, it can just stay dead. <laughs> All right, are we ready? Yes. <laughs> this is another one. We really should do this on a live guess. episode, like with video, because yeah, <laughs> we just watch me like as I debate this in my head the whole time. <laughs> right. I think your expressions will be priceless. Maybe we'll, we'll we'll put that on the list. We we will we'll we'll have to make. We'll have to make that happen because I do think people uh, need to see Teresa's agony. It'll be when we do the Epcot specific episode. <laughs> oh, man. Really, what we need to do is we need to do it live and let people throw them up live. Yes. So we have to think on our feet. And then, really, that would throw chaos everywhere. <laughs> it, it would be a little chaotic. It would be a little crazy. All right. So I'm dropping the first one on you guys. The first one is Captain EO. <laughs> all right i'll go first so captain eo captain eo if you don't know it this is the uh very super duper 80s movie that featured uh michael jackson and it was still going strong at disneyland up until like two years ago <laughs> they just took it out i mean it was there for a really long time long enough i am thankful for it to be there because i was able to make my children sit through and watch this and the whole time they just kept looking at me and they were very polite but one of my sons was like wtf mom <laughs> <laughs> and i was like what? It's Michael Jackson. Anyway, um, I put this on my refurbished because I think, again, it's nostalgia. It's the 80s kid in me. It's the Gen Xer. Uh, as problematic as Michael Jackson is, and he is, so I'm not sure that I want Michael Jackson back, but I don't know. Maybe I just want the 80s back in some form. I don't know, but that, I put down. I put it down as my refurb. Yeah, I think I'm with you on um, refurb. And by refurb, I mean, bring it back and then redo the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and change it completely. So I just really took that refurb and ran wild with it. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, I'm preserving it in all its 80s glory. to <laughs> 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 Nobody. <laughs> No, no you can't there. you can't change anything about this and I get I I totally get the Michael Jackson thing but you can't it, this no it is again it is it's very much of its time but in like right? the best of ways it is it was so crazy I I mean I remember seeing it years ago and then when I took my kids back to see it at Disneyland right before it closed down it must have been 3 years now I keep forgetting how long it's been but when when we went and saw it I just was sitting there just laughing so hard the entire time going, oh my gosh, this is so 80s. And we thought this was the coolest thing ever back then. I'm pretty sure this was the very first 3D movie I ever saw. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. But I mean, it might've been, I mean, it was breaking new ground at the time. This was a big deal. So uh, Disney World took it out a lot sooner. I think 2010 was what I saw that- it, well, it, They took it out away. and then it came back and then- they like I know they brought it back um it was a couple years ago but it was one that yeah they kind of it kind of rotated uh it was because it had um honey I shrunk the audience there yes. for a while and then yeah they decided to bring Captain EO back for like two or three years because even when they say they're bringing something back for like a limited time it's really for two or three years <laughs> got right. it got it all right all right 
So the next one is the Disco Yeti. <laughs> and I put Disco Yeti. That's his current name. Uh, but we're talking about the animatronic Yeti inside of Expedition Everest. And this was the big showstopper for this roller coaster ride. It was at the end, this Yeti comes down and almost swipes at you within an inch of your life or whatever uh, as you're finishing the ride. Something happened. We don't know. I, I'm not even clear, except that I think it wasn't working appropriately and it was causing structural damage inside. Yeah, because I think it was right? every time it would like pull away, it would, yeah, it was causing some issues, I guess, with where it was connected. Yeah. And so they decided basically to make it a standstill Yeti. The Yeti doesn't move because every time it was moving, it was causing problems in the whole mountain. And they were like, well, we can either basically redo this whole mountain to fix the Yeti or we just make the Yeti stop and... <laughs> Their brilliant answer was these strobe lights that flash all over the Yeti to try to make you have this feeling of it moving, even though it doesn't move anymore. So Disco Yeti. Uh, what are we going to do with Disco Yeti, y'all? Preserve. <laughs> see, I put demolish, but I I don't see. That's why I'm like, since this one still sort of exists in a format, I don't mean like demolish it and get rid of it. I just mean like it's fine as it is. Okay. All right. Cause I took preserve to be like where as it as it originally was. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. What about you, uh, Jane? What would you do with it? Um, I would definitely preserve. I would bring it back the way it originally was. I would fix the issues because you have a massive show stopping like ride that is one of the I'm sorry, that is, yes, it is one of the best things about Animal Kingdom, right? It's like the safari mm -hmm. and Everest, and your stuff doesn't work. Come on, people. We're better than that. And Jane, I, I shoot, I may have even said it to you, like, when it, when Disney announced that they were having to close down. I was like, good, fix the Yeti. You did. You did. <laughs> that was like the first thing you said. You were like, this is a great time to fix the Yeti. <laughs> I'm like, get in there and fix the Yeti. Do it, do it, do it. <laughs> Listen, maybe they are. Disney, also, if you're listening, go fix your Yeti. <laughs> go fix your Yeti. Joe, get on that. Fix the Yeti. <laughs> well, I guess for me, because I never saw it work in person, and I'm like, the strobe lights, it's fine. Like, you get the effect. And I've actually seen people over the years swear that they saw it move at some point in time. So the strobe lights clearly... They trick enough people into thinking that it's it's doing what it should be doing. But I'm like, it doesn't take away from since I like I said since I never saw it in its original form. To me, the way it is now, it's obviously not ideal, and it should function the way it does. But it doesn't take away from the experience for me that it's not moving. I think for me, see, I'm I'm with you, Teresa. I actually have never ridden it with the true Yeti experience, and even funnier, it wasn't until I think a year ago that I even saw the dang Yeti the second time. I saw him at the beginning, you know, like when, when he rips up the track. No, I'm not kidding. I all of a sudden looked up and I was like, oh, that's the Yeti. I mean, yeah, I'm really observant on these rides. Um, And I'd been on it a bazillion times. I just never, and I didn't understand what people meant by Disco Yeti. But now that I've seen him, I'm like, okay, I get what they're saying. That would be really cool if he moved. And I think that's where I am now. So I'm like, I want that experience. I want to see it move. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, and, and I think truly, again, because I'm like, Disney, if you're down for a period of time, even if you are going to open back up, say in June or July or something like that, I would still be like, 
if they opened up and said, but unfortunately we're doing some maintenance on Expedition Everest, I'd be pumping my fist going, yes, keep it down for a year, fix the mountain, fix the Yeti, like go ahead and do it. I'd be okay with that at this point. I don't, it doesn't make any sense, but that's where I am with Disco Yeti is I'd like to see it. uh, I would like to see it move someday in my life. (laughs) Why not coronavirus uh, 2020 downtime, right? Um. All right, so our last one, our last one we're going to talk about is 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Demolish. Demolish. Yeah. I did refurb. And like I said, demolish, it doesn't, normally I would like be ready to fight people, but it does sort of still exist in Disneyland as Finding Nemo. So I'm like, it's, that experience is still there. Um I talked recently on our Disney Plus episode how much I love this movie, Mm -hmm. so probably not a shocker that I would like to see it come back in some form. Uh, I think that there's a lot of cool things that they could do with a submarine ride that's, you know, built with the technology that they have today. I think the big issue that they would have to find a way to work around would there is definitely an accessibility issue with people being able to get in and out of the subs. So that would be a big point on my refurb list is find a way to do that. But I know that there is a, there's like, there's other attractions that are similar to this in other parks. So I feel like they could find, find a way to make that happen. So I would, I would like to see this come back in some form, but I'm, if, I don't ever anticipate anything like that happening, so I can I can deal with the Nemo version. I had you in the back of my head when I went back and forth on this one, because originally I did say, um, I think I said refurb <clears throat> for that thought, almost identical thought process. But then oh, in the end, I was like, you know what? I have the opportunity to ride this at Disneyland, and I don't even ride it there because I don't like it. I don't like the feeling of those subs. I've... I'm not super claustrophobic. Like, I don't want to pretend that that's what it is, but there's something about it. I just don't really care for that experience. So for me, I'm just like, you know what? Overall, I'm okay without this. Uh, I'll watch the movie. Maybe if I watch the movie, it'll change my mind. It'll be like, oh no, that'd be so cool. Let's. Do-. But maybe they could do it in a different way. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, that's why I gave it a demolish. Yeah, I agree. I, I actually... Um have zero attachment to this ride and or movie, which is not surprising. Um, But I do love Nemo. That is one of my all time favorite movies. So I've, uh, I've written the version at Disneyland, but it's something I pass every single time I go. And it's the same thing. I'm like, I'm not claustrophobic, but I get on there and I'm like, I just don't like this feeling. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah, there's just something about it. And I don't mind being in the the Disneyland monorail, which is even smaller, I think, than the subs on the interior. And you're pretty close to it. But I guess you can open the windows in there. I don't know what it is. But it's just not my it's, it's not my favorite. So that was why it got the demolish from me. Agreed. Demolish. All right. All right. Well, that was fun. And we had some good memories to discuss and some things to bring up. And if you guys have anything else to talk about, you know, you can hit us all up on Twitter or come join us in the Facebook group and let's chat about your favorite extinct attractions and what you would like to see coming back and why or how. And we also, we have talked about, I brought up briefly, we have talked about doing a a live episode that will be streamed into the Facebook group. So 
toss out ideas for what you would like to see us discuss. If you want us to play one of these games and have a, a topic that you want to put into it or just a, a general thing. If you want to see me squirm when people talk about Epcot unpopular opinions, <laughs> it'll be a fun time. So make sure you join the Facebook group, which is No Guilt Disney on Facebook. And make sure you keep joining us each week for the No Guilt Disney podcast, because as Patty likes to say, it's no fun to fangirl Disney alone. Bye, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>